0: Hey guys, I am Chandra Sangat, your Modern Medicine Woman, and I'm
1: here to help heal the collective. And I'm Alyssa Apostle. I'm a cosmic truth seeker here to assist you in deciphering your soul's astrological blueprint. What, are, what did we talk about today again? What are we talking about?
0: <laughs> <laughs> so we're recording this after the episode. <laughs> <laughs> So what are we talking about? All oh, right. Okay. So today's episode is all about how Alyssa and I have a PhD in Plattern in Libra. So what the heck is that?
1: <laughs> That's just our way of shortening down a little bit of a longer description of Pluto, Saturn conjunction in Libra. We're just calling it Plattern PhDs.
0: And it's a PhD because not only do we come at this life with the knowledge because we're that amazing, but <laughs> it's basically astrology. No, but it's because our life experience from having had this aspect has really shown us why we are uniquely qualified to talk about these things. So the other, the other things we discuss in this episode are a, an introduction to who we are. What we're doing and why we're doing it, and just even further talking about different symbols, different things that are important to us about astrology, and lots and lots and lots about our aqua moon and the beauty that is the fact that we share this aspect.
1: Yes. And we talk about things in a very aqua moon sort of way. (laughs)
0: <laughs> so, if you don't like detached, no, I'm just kidding, you're gonna love it, so it doesn't matter.
1: Absolutely, We're very objective and very, very observer mode about it. <laughs> Let's talk about this thorn in my hand, and yeah. very like, oh, this stings me. This, oh, wow, you know, oh so my cold. gosh, it's gushing out <laughs> blood. That's okay, everybody, calm down, nothing's
0: happening. <laughs> Yes, that <laughs> awesome. So we hope you enjoy it. Thanks for sticking around. Thanks for being here.
1: Welcome. Welcome to the Aquamon Dream Beam Dreamers. Dream Beamers. Dream Dreamers. <laughs> Welcome to the Aqua Dream Dreamers podcast. Dream Dreamers. podcast. <laughs> <laughs> We redefine the relationship to yourself so you can reset the foundations for the other relationships in your life. Thanks so much for listening to our astrology rants and raves. If you're interested in hearing what we have to say about your own chart, we offer live coaching sessions and recorded readings specifically designed to decode your astrological blueprint. Check out the links below to book with us. thank you for listening
0: i want to start off with talking about why we're here so why am i here what what am i even doing
1: (laughs) (laughs) how often do you ask yourself that on a daily basis in that exact tone what am i even doing (laughs) (laughs)
0: all the time okay but why this podcast and why why are Alyssa and I here I think it's really it's really significant the the particular astrological aspect that we've been discussing for a while now which is the Saturn Pluto conjunction in Libra that we share and it's um for me, I feel like it's really just more of who I am as a whole, as a person, because I just do things when they feel right. And I can't exactly explain what the hell that means. (laughs) (laughs) It's just more of like, okay, I feel like going to don't trip. And then that's where you and I met. Right. Mm -hmm. And then i Feel like connecting with you, and I feel like all the things. But specifically, this podcast, I think, is really an exploration for me about an exploration of where I'm trying to go. So I'm obsessed with the nodes, and I'm obsessed with the North Node, and my North Node being in Cancer in the fourth house is really significant because when you look at the rest of my astrology it's like in this grand cross gnarly situation and this particular saturn pluto conjunction in libra is in square to my notes but it's also supportive of it mm-hmm. and it's a reminder to continue to push forward it's it's a reminder to really remember who the hell I am and to keep pushing or keep not pushing, um, keep allowing in a very Cancerian way, whatever the hell my path is. So I think that's that's basically it like I think that's why I'm here and I'm also obsessed with astrology I'm obsessed with this aspect and I'm obsessed with the Chiron aspects because I think they're so supportive of healing and of moving past the crappy stories we tell ourselves and and they're so supportive like working on Chiron and with Chiron and all of that is so supportive of getting to the North node, which is at the ultimate for me, that's, that's it for me. It's about getting to the North node.
1: Absolutely. (laughs) So
0: yeah. What about you, Alyssa?
1: Yeah. So I just think that's, you tied that all together really well. And that's a lot of what we'll be focusing on in this, in this podcast overall is, the link between Chiron, which is what I'm obsessed with, I also love North and South Node, but I'm hyper focused on Chiron and people's wounds and the stories that they tell, um, and then put piecing it together with the North and South Node is like the ultimate package of how to springboard anyone into their optimal physical manifestation of their unique gifts and their unique being that they bring into this incarnation so i'm really passionate about it but the the as she mentioned before the pluto saturn conjunction we realized shortly after we met that we both had it in libra hers is in the seventh house mine is in the fifth house and so we realized it's been i think we could both probably say that it's been something that's been a major blockage, created a lot of limitation and restriction, but it's also we're in this alchemy process together of like how can we get the these energies to actually work cohesively together in the direction that we're already going, which is which is integrating our Chiron's with our north and south node to really just be in alignment with who we came here to be and integrate all the gifts and challenges and abilities that we have into like a a very clear direction so um yeah so we've I've I've actually read in a book before it's the astrologer's handbook that um the Pluto Saturn conjunction kind of has this mystical magician quality to it and so I feel like that turned it right around as soon as I kind of reframed it in that way of like, instead of this is so hard, why me or whatever with some of the, I mean, being in the fifth house, it's all about my self-expression being really heavy and hard to bring forth. It reframes it into, Oh, what can I do with this? How can I be a magician with it and actually turn it into Something that's going to be like this special ability that maybe I have this unique way of doing it that you know could be rare or um, bring something that's missing to the table,
0: yeah, exactly. And how interestingly healing in the way that we've been talking about Chiron as the storyteller
1: Mm -hmm.
0: and telling a new and different story about this Saturn-Pluto conjunction, which I'm going to, I'm going to introduce it. So we're calling it Plattern. Yeah. (laughs) And Alyssa and I, I would like to tell everybody that we have a PhD in Plattern. (laughs) So we're the experts and you'll get to know why. (laughs) But this Plattern, Okay, in the seventh house in Libra, you're talking about how it's so challenging in the fifth. I'm like, fuck, Plattern in the seventh house. <laughs> <laughs> like, who chooses that as their path?
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: Apparently, this one His right idea. here. Whose <laughs>
1: idea was this?
0: <laughs> For the longest time, this this was an Achilles heel almost. It was like a wound that couldn't heal. It was interesting. It was very Chiron. It was like the wound that never heals, right? And for me in the seventh house with relationships, it was like this dissatisfaction with what, i perceived a relationship should be but if we talk about the specifics saturn in libra pluto in libra and then combine their their powers combine that's where that dissatisfaction for me (laughs) Uh that dissatisfaction i feel like the pluto situation there is really significant the need to like get to the bottom of things
1: mm-hmm.
0: and the feeling of never being able to get to the bottom of things and there are so many other reasons for me why that was going on for a long long time but the end of the day it was about me and the dissatisfaction I had with what I was trying to do in relationship was to have someone else help me do the search. Yeah. And at some point, and I really don't actually know what happened. And then I just started doing it myself. But then, I think that's when I decided I'm going toward my North node. And with the cancer, emotional self-care thing with, yeah. associated with that, it put me in a different
1: space. And then all of a sudden I was doing my own search. hmm So, yeah, I feel like that's what focusing on the north node does. I feel like it has this natural, organic, grounding, kind of magnetic pull to it that it will just kind of just by, fo- just by learning about it, just by thinking about it, by even thinking about the symbols of it, which I love that they look like headphones. It's like putting on your own headphones to hear your own purpose of why you're here. And it doesn't necessarily involve anybody else in the degree that nobody else can get you there. You got to drive yourself. Everybody's in their own vehicle driving themselves whatever direction, whatever path they want to take to it but there's always going to be a restless agitation until we put the headphones on and actually look towards that destination point because we do all have it we we all came into this vehicle with that destination point already intact we just have to figure out we have to figure it out as we go but then what you were talking about with saturn in in libra like Saturn kind of brings this type of pressure, you know, it's like, it's kind of like putting things in this container and you can really clearly see like how much it fills the container, how limiting the container might be. Like there's this type of like very contrasting pressure of, you know, when you're on track, but you can really feel it if you're not, you know, like I feel like with Saturn, it kind of has that. And I've I've even um heard that with Saturn in Libra, like there can be potentially codependency issues. Like you there's this preconditioned belief that you are only as good as your partner or you are only as successful as you are filling your partner's needs. I know I think that kind of comes a little bit with like the feminine conditioning of our culture, society as well. But there's a little bit of that aspect with, with Saturn and Libra. So it's almost like by focusing the North node, focusing on the North node, it creates like this separation or like this, this comfort in separation from the self by merging with, well, sorry, let me restate that. This comfort of separation from the other in order to be more in alignment in relationship to self, what are your thoughts? Yeah,
0: that's big. took that
1: a lot of different ways. So. No, that's
0: really big. That feels so Saturn.
1: <laughs> I know. Let's dissect that. Let's like mull that over. That is so
0: Saturn and that is so plattered. Like that's heavy.
1: Uh huh. <laughs> <laughs> so feel free to rewind and dissect any little piece. We can take it as many No, I really,
0: I really like that. Okay, so I heard, wow. Uh, yeah, totally codependency. Yeah, which is interesting because I never realized that that's what I was doing until someone blew me off the planet. And then I was like, i thought i was doing everything right yeah and it really forced me to face exactly what you said but in that same sense so to to even take it further the pluto and because we just had a talk yesterday a big talk astrology talk right Alyssa, and One of the things that came out from that is the importance of power with Pluto. And to me, it's so amazingly beautiful how Saturn and Pluto dance in Libra because of the Libra thing, because it's about the two, because it is about a dance. And at the same time, like the power, so the power of recognizing it's like there's power in recognizing that you have power within yourself apart from the other and the more i have recognized my own power within myself the stronger all of my relationships have become but I don't think it has anything to do with anybody else it has everything to do with how strong I have become in relationship to my power Mm -hmm. which okay you know
1: like that's (laughs) I feel like that's it episode over you just said it (laughs) yeah exactly and then I like to get I like to get nerdy about like the symbols themselves and what the symbols represent so I have this whole um idea or concept of that I'd love to somehow turn into a tattoo eventually but where you actually take Pluto so we know that Pluto it is on a cross the cross of matter and that's all like the The cross of matter represents everything in this 3D physical dimensional existence. Mm -hmm. And then you've got the, um, the crescent on top of Pluto. That's like levitating this circle, the circle of spirit right inside of it. So if you set that cross, because with Saturn, Saturn almost looks like an H, but it's a very, like the, the the line of the H is the cross of matter. Again, there's a cross. Yeah, Yeah, there is the cross. And then you have the H is kind of like overemphasized, like it almost kind of goes into like that circle of spirit, but then it kind of like dips off and goes up in a little like whoop-de-whoop at the end you know so it's it's all about when you put those two symbols together you merge that cross of matter together where they're actually in coordination with each other as to like okay we're gonna work together in this cross of matter to bring this power of like levitating spirit above the matter and also like going deep down into it like you talked about with Pluto we're gonna go deep down into it into Saturn where it'll kind of like send you on this little roller coaster ride. Like I kind of think of Saturn's little H thing as like a roller coaster ride. You're going to go from the, the limitations, the restrictions, all of the confinements of matter. And you're going to go on this little roller coaster ride, like up into spirit, but you're it's, it's going to be a ride. You're going to go up and down and you're going to really feel out what your container and your limitations are so that you can transcend it you have to know deeply what it is though and in that relationship of self and diving really deep into that relationship of self there's so much more we have to give in relationship to other
0: yes and how appropriate for it to be Saturn and Libra because what I was thinking about when you were saying that was okay so who cares Like, why are we obsessed with this quest to be the best version of ourselves? And I think that's very Saturn. It's the responsibility. We have this like, we cannot, we don't have the choice to have this duty-bound life to the relationship between ourselves and the other in wherever it's placed. So like, for me, it's very prominent because it's in the house of Libra. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: And for you in the fifth house is a really different, interesting dance, but it's still, because it's Libra, it's still all about the relationship between the self and the other, but how it comes out is a little bit different. Right. Yeah, yeah. But I just think, yeah. And then with having it together with, it's like Pluto doesn't give you a choice either. Pluto is like, Oh no, I've got you by the hand and we're diving. Mm-hmm. Like we're not coming back up for air until you figure it out. <laughs> like, <laughs> right. This is what we're doing. <laughs> yeah. It's so scorpionic and then there's like this saturn like seriousness about it like this duty responsibility like we have a responsibility to ourselves and to the to the collective because it is a libra thing yes it's to the collective it it being an air sign it's like it's all about it's Where, if you think of Libra in the grand scheme of the 12 signs, it's right in the middle where it's like, where the day turns to night, where the, you know, the first six signs start to go into the depth and the last six, and then you start going Mm -hmm. into the, the spiritual, the ethereal, the everything else, right. The things that are not. So it's, it's a really kind of, maybe the most serious conjunction Saturn yeah. and, and Pluto and Libra, because it's such a crazy dance between getting pulled mm-hmm. from both directions. If you just think of where Libra is on, on yeah. the scales and, 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 right in the middle. And it, that is the function of Libra. Mm-hmm. So and it's that
1: transition of self of, of all that incubation period of like self in the womb and the home and like the small little community of family to going out into the world and now go and be who you are. And what do you have to give? And there is a bit of that taskmaster dynamic with it because it's almost, it's like with Pluto and Saturn combined, it's like, like you were saying, it's not really a choice. It's like, we are going to put you through the, the, the drill practices and, and all of the, the physical hardships so that you can become the authority of that thing, of that concept of these, of all the practices and the, the integration of just all that pluto and saturn represents which is about going to the depths and taking things like you said very seriously there is a very serious element to it especially with like mine in the fifth house which fifth house is all about like the house of leo it's like joy and creativity and self-expression and it's like i have this pressure there of like i'm on center stage and i'm like there's this performance pressure this performance anxiety of am i going to be able to show up exactly to the standards of pluto and saturn as as i feel it you know in my psyche even though nobody else in the audience may have those same expectations of me it's like there's this pressure within me of just like i have those expectations and i feel And I perceive that those expectations are all around me because I'm like, you know, so it's all about just, and that's a big reason why I'm doing this podcast. It's about exposure therapy. It's about stepping out of the performance anxiety and the performance pressure. And okay, here's who I am. Here's what I have to give. And it releases it. It kind of creates like this, you know, like this release of pressure where finally the buildup of all of this air, you know, and fire and water. I think of Pluto as like water, you know, it's like all of these deep, dark depths, just finally getting a release of pressure where, huh, I can actually feel some relief when I do the things that scare me. When I do the things that build up the pressure the most, it's like going in that direction in my north node in gemini it's it's all about learning that learning to be comfortable feeling exposed
0: what's really interesting is in having this pressure because i do the same thing in relationship and yet saturn being the ruler of capricorn if you think of saturn being the ruler of capricorn Capricorn doesn't do anything unless it's prepared Hmm. and that's that's the pressure that we're feeling Mm -hmm. so when you're talking even when you're talking about oh this is like exposure therapy we talked about this podcast for weeks (laughs) we finally came on here like we still didn't do it without preparing and at the same time it's like also that's the thing to get over Mm -hmm. and maybe that's a chiron thing
1: yeah that's why it
0: all relates (laughs) yes because it is part of it is we are so we were ready we could have done this the first time we talked about this because we were always ready. Like we've been preparing for this moment, our whole lives, probably literally right. this All is we're talking basically about is our a podcast yeah. about our life. Like yeah. we didn't need to do weeks of <laughs> 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 like we've been doing years and years. But and our weeks. Chiron
1: was like, yes. And, and still, I don't know if I'm ready. And that's where Pluto and Saturn come in. And they're like, no, you're going to put your clothes on. You're going to go out the door and you're going to go to school
0: yes it
1: doesn't matter if you fail and it doesn't matter if you mess up it's this is part of it you're not going to have the perfection of which i feel like that's very that could be very capricornian and Virgoan of the perfectionistic standard of you know meeting those expectations
0: yes because it's also well because there's an aspect of saturn that is also very much about like well let's plan it let's like like, hold on a minute let's plan and and that's quite a challenging aspect in the fifth house like in the seventh dude trust me like every single one of my exes is probably like god you're so boring (laughs) i'm like (laughs) hold on a minute here though like what are we heading toward is that what we want in this relationship because if it's not what we want then let's not even start yeah and there's a huge aspect of that, that I do still. Well, I that's found media. myself doing that this morning.
1: Oh yeah, how so?
0: Um, just thinking about like, is this path that I'm on right now taking me to where I wanna go? So I had a moment of like, okay, hold on a second. I'm gonna stop, the trail is ahead of me, but I'm gonna stop for a second before I start to really climb this mountain, I'm gonna think is, are the the events that are happening in my life right now in this relationship, taking me to where I wanna go or do I need to make a reassessment? It is so square,
1: it's so Saturn square Saturn. (laughs) square your nose. Right? Um also that's part of being the authority. You know mm. like we're we're learning this role of being the authority in relationship. And and not to say that that's like a domineering. I mean it can show up shadow aspects of that being very being sure, be controlling, and forceful and yes. But when it's within alignment with itself, it's actually realizing that we have the experience, the knowledge, the wisdom That we can integrate and actually lead out really well by being the authority just through wisdom and experience like, like we look at, you know, a a master at, at a craft or a skill it's it's, it has an element of that of like a mastery of relationship because we've struggled so much in relationship with other and self that we've had to learn the mastery of it in order to even be content in a relationship, you know, and not kill it somehow or squeeze it to death or choke it out. You know, it's like, I've had, Mm. I've had elements of that in my relationships where I'm like, okay, that was a beautiful thing. And I just choked it out, you know, like, how can we not do that? That's so scorpionic sucking the (laughs) life out of it. Exactly. It's, it's brutal. That's that's very
0: that's very Pluto, but it's part of it. So there's a part that like yes in our personal relationships that has not been the prettiest for anyone involved whatsoever. <laughs> like I have gnarly stories and I have Jupiter and Scorpio, so then Jupiter gets uh-huh. in on the fun and then it's like let's make it more.
1: <laughs> what are we doing? I'm game I don't care what it is let's
0: just <laughs> let's go on this adventure. It. yeah
1: <laughs> you want to suck the life out
0: of this let's do it let's see how good we can do let's it, see
1: how know? quickly we can make it happen and how much life there actually is to suck out and beyond <laughs> <laughs>
0: so let's totally. beat this dead horse till oh my gosh totally but then there's an aspect so yes I've definitely experienced that too And then there's a part of this conjunction that is so supported by the fact that it's Saturn and Pluto. So Saturn almost like tames Pluto a little bit in in the like, okay, cool, yes, I see the value of breaking this down, but let's do it in a way that is constructive. So like, let's break it down let's get rid of this old broken system that's pluto Mm -hmm. let's take this power that we have and use it to annihilate whatever the hell is here because it's not working Mm -hmm. so let's get rid of it let's you know system breakers (laughs) yeah and then saturn comes in and is like okay we know what that was and we know all the other things we've seen too. So, how can we take a better step forward? How can we, from this moment of a completely broken down thing, create a better foundation? And foundations take a long time to build.
1: Yeah. And
0: it has to be done right. Otherwise, you're going to end up at a place where Pluto's
1: going to come back in and break the shit down all over oh, again. Yeah. And who better to build a foundation than Saturn? Because it's slow, it's progressive, it's persistent, it's enduring. Like that's the whole energy of Saturn that people have love-hate relationships with, right? Because it's so just, ah, like. So this makes me think about Saturn
0: being in exaltation in Libra and at fall in Aries. So Mm -hmm. I've, my dad was a contractor for like his whole career and I watched him build foundations mm. and it literally it is I'm an Aries rising okay yeah. it is the most boring <laughs> slowest boring thing I've ever seen in my entire life right why does it take so damn long it's Uh like aries saturn being at fallen aries that's why because aries is like oh my god i think i might die like Uh, i cannot wait another second can we please just pour the foundation already no no you cannot you have to make sure all the lines are where they need to be and you need to measure like 800 times. And then once Um, you do all of that, you're going to find another little thing that came out and then you're going to need to fix that. But then once you fix that, then it topples something else. So then you fix the other thing and then you have to have to, because otherwise like literally, and it depending on how big the thing is that you want to build. Right. Yeah. And if we're talking about the rebuilding of the relationship patterns that are so retardedly dysfunctional in our current society. If we're trying to rebuild like something that is worth having, then it's going to take a little while. Yes. Like a big skyscraper probably takes just as long to build the foundation as it takes or longer as it Mm -hmm. takes to build the actual building wow yeah that is a great
1: that's a great
0: analogy and the interesting thing about it is about the taller the building the deeper you have to go
1: oh yeah Uh uh-huh and so all about pluto saturn and then and then them being in the cardinal sign of libra so there is still initiation and being a catalyst and that airy movement but you bring all the depths of pluto you bring all the like very thorough planning preparedness of saturn in order to go as high as you want to build it yeah it's a beautiful analogy
0: and we so we're the aqua moon beam dreamers yes we are <laughs> and in very aquamoon fashion the purpose, the purpose that I see right now for Saturn, for Plattern and Libra is because we're building something really, really big as a generation. Yes, absolutely. And you and I, yeah, you and I in this like, small microcosm that we're doing here this is the way you and i have chosen to do it at this time yeah but as a generation this is it is
1: it's a whole rebuilding of society absolutely and that's what our because we both have aquarius moon that's what our aqua moons are like obsessed with i think about it's just like how can i do the thing on the grandest scale because that's where I'm looking at it from but then it's like no you got to do it on in your microcosm first but then the microcosm when you do it really well and you're on point and you're precise it has the ability to then be something that expands and goes and ripples out but it does so anyway every microcosm has that ability to affect the collective profoundly
0: Yes, because it's an energetic thing. And in that, and in, in, in that makes me think of Pluto again, because as we can it's it Pluto is is at home in Scorpio. So it is about power. It's about power. It's about the divine feminine. It's about the occult.
1: Mm-hmm. It's
0: about the things that people haven't really wanted to talk about exactly that people have been afraid of it's about death Mm -hmm. change
1: all the the unseens all the unknowns exposing them bringing light to them exactly uncertainty like transformation Jeez,
0: you know like and and in that sense bringing to light with the authority of Saturn mm-hmm. all the things that no one has really wanted to talk about, and in that sense, with this aqua moon it's so it's so perfect because we're like what what you're afraid <laughs> of something like what what emotional attachment to what <laughs> we're gonna talk about it like like it's another day at the, at you know whatever at the park like whatever yes <laughs> let's well, go swing on the swings and talk about death change <laughs> <gender. laughs>
1: so so with our three um similarities <laughs> we we both have sun and venus conjunct we yes. both have pluto saturn conjunct in libra and then we both have aquarius moon so you bring all these combos together of like our sunshininess of our sun and venus conjunct it's like channeling this intense pluto saturn conjunction of just like but then our emotional detachment of aquarius of like we're just talking about it as if it's anything yeah <laughs> it's just like people are like do you guys have a are you okay <laughs> like <laughs> what are you <laughs>
0: I'm like, exactly but i think in that sense that that is the recognition of our power mm-hmm. so it that is the recognition of that divine feminine. So we have that sun Venus conjunction, which we both have Venus in Virgo yours at the beginning of Virgo and mine at the end of Virgo. So we're like this massive combination of like Uber Virgo energy, which is so much like, gosh, I I talk about this all the time that Virgo love.
1: Yeah. Yeah
0: is just so much like it's so intense and <clears throat> having that conjunct our sons basically like who we are and who we know ourselves to be and how we shine into the world and and how we use our light recognizing the power of our feminine in combination with everything else yeah that's why our stories are so powerful and so important to be told. And that's also such an aqua moon thing.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I want to hear all the stories. Yeah. <laughs> also my North node in Gemini, like, just tell me everything about you.
0: Yes. Yes. And mine. So yours is sort of what I, I perceive it as a quest for information. Mm-hmm. And mine in cancer is a quest for providing comfort. So like I've read a lot about North Node in Cancer and been listening to some videos on YouTube and really thinking. And for me, it's like that North Node in Cancer is like the ultimate expression. And really the thing that I've always known that I always, always was here to do is to be a matriarch that like, has a place for everyone to come to. And I heard somebody on YouTube, I can't remember his name. But anyway, it was like, the explanation was cancer is come in, put your feet up on my couch. Here's some tea. Tell me your story. Yeah. And that is so North in Cancer, Aquamoon.
1: (laughs) I think that might have been Timothy Halloran. Yes. Yeah. He's amazing. Yeah. He's an amazing astrologer.
0: But it just so resonated with me because I mean, yeah, it's like I I I love hearing people's stories from the aquamun perspective. I I become better when I see other people live their life to the fullest. Mm-hmm. And that's it's challenging to explain to non-Aquamuns. <laughs>
1: Uh (laughs) because I know you're right there. Like, yeah, uh yes. Got
0: it. Yeah. No, I got got it. it.
1: (laughs) Well, it's, it's the, I it's So you think of the, of cancer as the mother, right? So we could relate it to, we're both mothers. We both have children. You could relate it to the satisfaction a mother receives when their child is going out into the world and being completely independent, autonomous, they're experiencing life, they're experiencing joy and all of the things that life brings. And always the door is open. Always the door is open of come and tell me your story and let me be here to support you and love you so that you can go back out into the world and fulfill your purpose. Yeah, I don't think all the moms do that. <laughs> I don't think so either. But I can't be a mom any other way. It's just like every other way just feels way too like confining to me. It's like I can't, I can't micromanage this much. Like I just want to go do my own thing.
0: Like, yeah, <laughs> I don't have mental yourself. space to micromanage anything. Yeah. yeah. So it's a really interesting thing if we go into that specifically. The, the other reasons why we're doing this podcast as far as telling stories and being able to help people really realize, at the core for me, it's about helping anyone, one person resonate with any of the stories that we'll be telling <coughs> and any of the things that we'll be talking about really, especially Chiron related. It's a need that I have for people to manage their own shit.
1: Yes. So that we can lift the world. Like all the shit that we're experiencing in the world on the collective level is like, what are we in kindergarten? Like, can we not figure out these things and like actually do it better? You know, like, could we get our PhDs in like living life so that we can all benefit from that? Like we can all benefit from the information and the wisdom and being able to play. Because when you master that shit, you can, there's more time to play. That's what I want. I want more time to play <laughs> and bring it all in. That's my, that's my pattern in the fifth house. Like I'm going to be serious. I'm going to have a PhD about like bringing playfulness into the structure. Like it needs to be there. Otherwise, what are we doing? <laughs> like we came down here to what? Just, like, i would like to like, point oh, out
0: oh. how saturnian that was <laughs>
1: did you see i even like did this like this was like a thing but like, pounding my own pulpit of my hand so clear, like, all i was talking about being like, playful all right, all we're you all people. gonna be playful <laughs> now
0: <laughs> get it together already my aqua is tired of coddling you
1: yes exactly <laughs> exactly I can't do it <laughs> oh I need to go
0: be free can y'all get it together
1: <laughs> you're all really confining you're like what's what is that called when you're just like somebody that's just like a wet blanket on the you know on the party it's like yes web blankets out of here
0: yes exactly <laughs> I love that no you know what <clears throat> that was perfect because that talks about all of the aspects of Saturn right so it's like yes it's serious and yes we're service oriented and yes we have this really big grand idea that's very like okay let's take a moment to think about what next step we're going to take because the next step could be make it or break it really any step could make it or break it but also please like chop chop everybody <laughs> like get on the trail <laughs> <laughs> is that your
1: aries rising talking come on everyone what are we dilly dallying what this the general is here <laughs> <laughs> and we shall get this going <laughs> <laughs> yes you're leading the way this podcast never would have happened without your aries rising by the way <laughs> My Mars is in the second house in Leo. So it's very like, ho hum, like. Mm
0: -hmm. That's nice. So yeah, and my Mars is in Sag too. So I my Mars is very action-oriented and fiery. And also like, let's just let's go on this adventure already. Like, let's not dilly dally. I use that word all the time with my (laughs) daughter. I'm like, are you dilly-dallying again? I mean, it's a fun word. She's this beautiful Pisces moon, and she's totally like, oh, and I'm like, no more dilly dallying here.
1: Yeah. So she was born, oh, she's Aries sun, Pisces moon.
0: Yeah. She's like a first or second degree Aries sun with like a late degree Pisces moon. She was born right before the new moon in Aries. Oh,
1: yes. Yeah three out of four of my kids are Pisces moon. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's a lot.
0: Wow. That's, that's interesting with, with your Aquarius moon.
1: Yes. Cause Talk it's needy. <laughs> oh, so needy. Oh, it's needy. Yes. Yeah. That's yeah. That's really emotionally needy, which I've, I've, I mean, I'm quite a different mom from first to fourth the way that i am now is oh, yeah. accommodating to that but my my first i know he needed it more than i gave it to him more mm. than i was capable of giving it to him at the time but
0: that's so interesting and i feel like i've had the same journey i only have my one daughter but she's 10 and i feel like from the first part of her life to now it, i am a different mom she has seen the different sides of me yeah for sure Mm -hmm. so that's
1: yeah what do you feel like are the big biggest gifts and challenges of a pisces moon we're gonna take a little side tangent what was that what are what are the biggest gifts and challenges of mothering a pisces moon from your experience
0: of mothering a Pisces moon. She really put me in touch with my emotions Mm -hmm. because her moon trends my North node.
1: And before
0: that, I was really stuck in my South node in this Capricorn, like I will. And so this is also really interesting as, as how it relates to what we're talking about with Saturn, how I was in a place of, I can and will forego Any and all satisfaction and self-care for Mm -hmm. the sake of the ultimate goal. Ah. To the point where I got to a place where I was not well at all Mm -hmm. physically. Yeah. Like health wise. And because you can't forego self-care until you die or i guess you can but you just die really (laughs) fast like you don't have a lot of years (laughs)
1: yeah right you're bringing death closer to you
0: you can absolutely own that capricorn south node but then you're just not going to have a very long life because well that talking about me like that it was not sustainable so she put me in touch with the watery elements which i was not very in touch with because at the same time in my upbringing and i know we're going to talk about this a lot my jupiter in scorpio was like so repressed i have the biggest planet in the deepest water sign Uh so supportive of my north node and cancer yeah i was so stuck in my south node like damn Uh uh-huh right? Like what experiences did I have that made me just completely pretend like I didn't even have Jupiter and Scorpio? Jews. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, and then I'm, I'm thinking of your Chiron and Taurus in the second house and how Taurus is ruled by Venus, which is the ruler of Libra, which is where your Saturn is. So there's like this interesting, it's like when you really do tap into your Plattern in Libra, And the magician aspect that you have in regards to your Jupiter and Scorpio, it really does like bring your Chiron along and nurtures it and like supports it in a way that, yeah, the cold, emotionless, bitchy South node Capricorn can't, can't figure it out on her own.
0: (laughs) No. And I have part of fortune in Scorpio right by my Jupiter. Mm. So it's I'm not supposed to. That's not the way it's gonna work ever for me. Yeah. Which is a really also very supportive of Plattern and Libra. It's like, okay, but it's interesting. So the more I so my daughter, even though she's Aries, Sun, Sagittarius rising, mm-hmm. and a lot of fire energy, she has Jupiter and venus in in taurus oh
1: that lucky son of a gun (laughs) (laughs) interesting that her jupiter is opposite yours yours is in scorpio yes
0: yes her jupiter and her venus are opposite my jupiter and
1: huh
0: it's it venus in taurus are you kidding me venus and taurus Mm -hmm. venus fucking loves taurus it's Mm -hmm. so she is the epitome of the divine feminine so from her i learned how to be a mom like an actual woman
1: i love that my daughter has venus and taurus too and i get that from her as well because she just loves being feminine as feminine as can be She wears dresses all the time. She's all about the accessories. She's all about just totally feeling at home and in love with her body the way that she is. And she's five. Yes. And I'm like, oh, I don't know that I've ever felt that at home in my body. Mm -hmm. Venus and Virgo is more about like the other, what are, what is service to the other? It's like, there can be some self neglect there.
0: A lot, it's the house of health, but it's where we learn how to take care of our health. That's true. Not where it's supernatural, exactly. yeah, and and <clears throat> as I have become more watery in my energy, my chiron has naturally let go of the puppet strings. I feel like, as we're talking, especially right now, and the way we're framing it, the dance between the shadow aspects of all the things i was mm-hmm. doing and holding on to and control so south node and capricorn like trying to control all the things i thought i was really acting out of south node and capricorn control like and i was but at the same time the more i have tapped into my power my mm-hmm. jupiter in scorpio my my pluto in libra my north node in Cancer and my Moon in Aquarius—the power of my Moon in Aquarius, rather than the wounding—because we can talk about that one too.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that would be like five episodes worth. Yeah, right?
0: <laughs> but as as I've done that, it feels like like Chiron can chill the fuck out. Like Chiron has been—I yeah. have been continually picking at the scab over and over and over and over and over. And as I become more watery and do more self care and do all of the divine feminine, powerful, not always all watery a lot of times, cause I have a lot of things in Sag supported by my Aries rising, like, but as I understand those as the power of the feminine as well, mm-hmm then my Chiron has just been like, oh, wow, I can go on vacation now. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Like (laughs) crying. I could wipe my tears and laugh about something.
0: Yeah. Like, oh, it's not all about me anymore.
1: Yeah. But that, but but it's like, thank you, Chiron, because you got this whole thing started. None of this would have happened without Chiron. Yeah. Yeah yeah but yeah it's it's time to go on vacation the chiron works hard to get things going
0: yeah and it's 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 that it's the wound that won't quote heal but I think there's a story there Mm -hmm. that we can reframe right yeah yeah yeah
1: well and I feel like because you're right there will always be a soft spot with Chiron. Chiron will always kind of be soft around the edges, but I feel like that's what keeps us intact with our own humanity. That's what allows us to always have access to the empathy that we need in order to be the platon in Libra, to have to have the the softness and the relating in relationship
0: yes exactly it's to me in some ways it's a bit of a north star like this is where you need to be careful with yourself this is where you need to hold your inner child yeah this is where you need a warm blanket and, you know, a warm cup of tea or whatever you like yeah. to drink. Like th- this space here, this is, this is the baby. This is the infant. Be careful with it. Like, don't just yeah. Capricorn that shit. Like, I used to- <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right? Oh, what was it? Oh yeah. So the pot, the episodes following in this podcast, we're going to dive really deep into Chiron in all the signs, in all the houses, so that we can better relate with people. Because can you imagine if you are deeply aware of the Chiron of your partner, of your children, of your best friends, how much better, you can show up to support those people. If you know their soft spots and you know where to kind of tuck them in at night and cradle them and put a little blanket around it. It's not such a mystery that you're like, whoa, where did that come from? It's like, oh, I know exactly where that came from. I know all around it, everything in the vicinity of that chiron of that soft spot. And I know that I can take care around it. And that is going to make every relationship so much easier. And that's what we're about. Our sun and Venus conjunct want to make things fucking easy. As easy as can be, please let's have beautiful, harmonious everything. So we can just shine and be happy and have love.
0: And how beautifully Leo, Virgo, Libra, Aqua that is.
1: (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) I did it. Yay. (laughs)
0: the love and the care and the acceptance and the recognition that everyone has a unique way of experiencing life that is beautiful, that because it's their wound or their hurt or their pain, it maybe makes it even more beautiful. and then what a beautiful way to rebuild the foundation
1: yeah of everything like let's 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 fix society okay <laughs> okay let's do it one episode at a time here we are aquamoon beam dreamers here we go we're going to beam our dreams all over the planet and if you don't want to be part of the beam dream you can hide in a cave under a blanket no, and that's no. totally fine too <laughs> that's allowed we won't forcefully our our we will do the best we can not to force everybody to have fun and and beam in our dreams yes <laughs> just don't listen to the podcast if you don't want us
0: <laughs>
1: if you do here or we do, are
0: because haters make ratings too so that's fine yeah oh yeah <laughs> We hope you are enjoying this Aquamoon epicness and I'm pretty sure you are, otherwise you wouldn't be listening this far. So if you want more, Alyssa and I offer recorded readings and live coaching sessions where we can help you figure out what the heck is going on in the world and go ahead and click the link in the description of this episode or in the bio
1: and we'll see you there thank you for listening we hope you enjoyed the episode of the aquamoon dream beamers beam dreamers <laughs> that should say beam dreamers. <laughs> here i'm gonna change it real quick or I'll it no that was a good one because <laughs> we're still messing it up yeah yeah no you can use that <laughs> send us your questions comments and feedback to our email aquamoon dreamers at gmail.com Our next episode is all about Chiron and Aries or Chiron in the first house, which is especially relevant because we're all going through a collective Chiron and Aries retrograde at the moment. So we're all feeling it in some way. Yeah. You're definitely going
0: to want to tune in because we're all dealing with this right now. (laughs)